Chapter fifty nine of Jerusalem to Revelations A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Purgatorio seventeen. Purgatory the third ring anger instances of punished anger the angel of peace love reader remind thyself if e'er a fog or took thee on a mountain one through which thou couldst not see in any other way than moles do through the membranes of their eyes how when the damp thick mists begin to thin the sun's orb feebly pierces them and quickly will thine imagination come to see how i first saw the sun again which now was at its setting thus as i mine own was matching with my teacher's trusty steps from such a cloud i came into the beam already dead upon the shores below o thou imagination which at times dost steal us so from outer things that though a thousand trumpets blow one hears them not what moveth thee if sense contribute not a light which takes in heaven its form impels thee freely or by a will which sends it down the vision of her cruelty who changed her form into the bird which most delights in song appeared in my imagination and hereupon my mind was so shut up within itself that nothing that was then received by it came to it from without then into my high fantasy there reigned one crucified contemptuous and proud in aspect and as such he met his death around him were the great ahasuerus esther his wife and righteous mordecai who so whole-hearted was in word and deed and as this picture of its own accord broke up as doth a bubble when it lacks the water it was formed with all a maid rose in my vision neck who bitterly was weeping and was saying why o queen didst thou through anger wish to be no more lavinia not to lose thyself hast slain and now hast lost me mother this is i who ere i mourn another's loss mourn thine as sleep is broken when unwonted light strikes closed eyes suddenly and being broken quivers before it wholly dies away even so did my imagining break up as soon as on my face there smote a light brighter by far than we are wont to see i turned around to notice where i was when lo a voice which said the ascent is here from every other interest turned my mind 
and made my will so eager to behold the speaker that when such it never rests until it sees its object face to face but as before the sun which whelms our eyes and veils its figure through excessive light so likewise here my visual powers failed a godlike spirit this who though unasked is pointing out to us our upward path and with his own light is himself concealing with us he deals as one would with himself for he that waits till asked when seeing need inclines already meanly to refuse to such a bidding let us now accord our feet and try to climb ere darkness come for later one could not till day returned thus said my leader then and i with him turned toward a flight of stairs our feet and i when on its first step near me felt as twere the motion of a wing and on my face a fanning while a voice said blessed are the peaceful who are free from evil wrath so i above us now were those last beams which by the night are followed that the stars were coming out on many sides and oh my strength why dost thou fade away so fast i to myself was saying for a truce i felt was set the powers of my legs we now were where the flight of stairs went up no further and as motionless we were as is a vessel when the shore is reached and for a while i waited to find out if aught upon the new ring could be heard then toward my teacher turning round i said say my dear father what offence is purged in this ring here where now we are although our feet keep still let not thy talking cease and he to me the love of good when scant of what it should have been is here atoned here beats again the ill-retarded awe but now in order that thou understand more clearly still turn thou thy mind to me and some good fruit thou gather from our stay neither creator he began nor creature was e'er devoid of either innate love or that which conscious is and this thou knowest the innate love is always free from error but the other kind can err through evil aim or through deficient or excessive strength while well directed toward the primal goods and toward the secondary self-restrained it cannot be the cause of sinful pleasure but when it turns toward evil things or runs to good with more or less zeal than it ought the creature then against his maker works from this then thou canst understand that love must be the seed in you of every virtue and every deed that merits punishment and now since love can never turn its face from its own subject's welfare from self-hate 
all are secure. And since one cannot think of any self as being from the first divided and existing of itself, all hearts are thus debarred from hating him. It follows that if I, in arguing, judge well, one's neighbour's is the harm one loves, and this is born in three ways in your clay. That's he who, on the abasement of his neighbour, his hope of rising sets, and only longs that from his greatness he may be brought low. And he who fears the loss of power, favour, renown, and honour should another rise, and grieves so that he loves the contrary. Then he who by injustice seems so shamed that greedy he becometh for revenge, and such must needs prepare for others' harm. This triform love is wept for here below, but now I'd have thee hear about the other, which runs to love in a corrupted way. All apprehend confusedly a good, wherein the mind can rest, and long for it, and therefore every one attempts to reach it. If slothful be the love impelling you to see or win it, after just repentance, this present cornice tortures you for that. Another good there is, which never makes man happy. It is not real happiness, nor the good essence, fruit and root of all that's good. The love that yields too much to that is wept for in three rings above us here. But why it's reckoned threefold I say not, that thou mayst seek the reason for thyself. Purgatorio 18 Purgatory The fourth ring, sloth Love and free will Instances of punished sloth The lofty doctor, having ended thus his argument, was looking in my eyes, eager to see if I seemed satisfied, and I, who by new thirst was still spurred on, was silent outwardly, and in me said, My many questions trouble him, perhaps. But that true father, who perceived the wish, which, being shy, did not disclose itself, by speaking first, emboldened me to speak. Hence, I. My vision, teacher, in thy light becomes so keen, that clearly I discern all that thy talk implieth or unfolds. I therefore beg of thee, sweet father dear, explain to me why thou ascribest to love every good action and its contrary. Direct thine understandings, sharpened eyes toward me, he said, and clear to thee will be the error of the blind who pose as guide. The mind, which is created prone to love, inclines toward everything that pleases it, 
when roused by pleasure to activity. Your faculty of apprehending draws an image from reality, and so displays it in you, that your mind is caused to turn to it, and if thus turned, your mind inclines thereto, that tendency is love, is nature bound in you again by pleasure. Then, just as fire, by reason of its form, moves upward, being made for mounting thither, where in its element it longer lasts. Even so the captive mind begins to yearn a motion of the soul, and never rests until the thing it loveth gives it joy. Apparent to thee now can be the extent to which the truth is hid from those that claim that each love in itself deserveth praise because, perhaps, its object in itself seems always to be good, and yet not good is every seal, though good may be its whack. Thy words, together with my heeding mind, I answered him, have shown me what love is, but this hath made me bigger with a doubt, for if love from without is born in us and if the soul can do naught else her doing or right or wrong is no desert of hers and he what reason sees here i can tell thee for aught beyond it can look thou alone to be a twitch for that's a work of faith every substantial form which is distinct from matter, and is also joined with it, hath in it a specific power collected, which, save in operation, is not seen, and only shows itself in its effects, as life doth by its green leaves in a plant. None knows, however, whence the understanding of first cognitions comes, or whence the bent toward those first appetites which are in you, as zeal for making honey is in bees. This first will hence deserves nor praise nor blame. Now that all others be conformed to this, the power which counsels inborn is in you, and ought to hold the threshold of assent. This is the source whence comes the ground of merit in you, as it gathers in and winnows out your good and guilty loves. Those who in reasoning attained the bottom perceived this inborn liberty and left the world the teachings of morality. Supposing, then, that every love that flames within you rises of necessity within you lies the power to master it this noble virtue is by beatrice called freedom of the will hence see that thou recall it should she speak of it to thee the moon 
in rising, close to midnight late, and looking like a bucket all on fire, was causing now the stars to seem more rare. As counter to the heavens, it caused the paths, the sun and flames, whene'er the Romans sees it, setting between the sards and Corsicans. And now that noble shade, whence Piatola hath greater fame than any Mantuan village, had put aside the load I laid on him. Hence I who, as an answer to my questions, had reaped his clear and easy talk, remained like one confused, because of drowsiness. But suddenly this sleepiness of mine was taken from me by a crowd of people who back of us were circling toward us now. And as Ismenus and Asopus once, along their banks, saw maddened throngs at night, whene'er the Thebans needed Bacchus, such were those who, sweeping scythe-like round that ring, were coming on from what I saw of them, by good-will ridden, and by righteous love. And soon were they upon us, for the whole of that great crowd was moving at a run, and two ahead in tears were crying out, Mary proceeded to the hills in haste, and Caesar, in order to subdue Ilerda, struck Marseille, then hurried on to Spain. Quick, quick, lest time be lost through lack of love, cried those that came behind them, so that zeal in doing good may make grace green again. O oh, folk, in whom keen fervour now redeems, perhaps, the negligence and slowness shown by your tepidity in doing good, this man who lives, and truly I lie not, desires when sunlight once returns to man. Hence tell us where the nearest opening lies. These were my leader's words, and one of those same spirits said, Come on behind us, then, and thou wilt find the hall. So keen we are to keep on moving that we cannot stop. Forgive us, then, if lack of courtesy thou deem what we consider righteousness. I was San Zeno's abbot at Verona, under the rule of worthy Barbarossa, of whom Milan in sorrow talketh still, and he has one foot in the grave already, who soon will for that monastery weep, and grieve because he had it in his power, for he, his son, in body wholly sick, was still in mind, and also ill-begot, as had installed in its true shepherd's place. I know not if aught else he said, or ceased, so far had he run past us now, but this I heard, and I've enjoyed retaining it. Then he who was my help in every need said, Turn in this direction, and behold two coming on who give a bite to sloth. Moving behind them all, they said, The folk for whom the sea was opened up were dead before the Jordan had perceived their heirs, and those who were the son of Anchises could not endure to toil until the end, gave themselves up to lead inglorious lives. Then 
when those shades were separated from us so far that they no longer could be seen a new thought made its way into my mind whence many other different thoughts were born and i between them so confused became that wandering to and fro i closed mine eyes and changed what i had thought into a dream purgatorio nineteen purgatory the fourth ring sloth dante's second dream the angel of zeal the fifth ring avarice and prodigality within the hour when vanquished by the earth or even at times by saturn daytime's heat can warm the coldness of the moon no longer when geomancers see their greater fortune rise in the east ere dawn and on a path which doth not long stay dark for it a female approached me in a dream with stammering tongue with eyes asquint and crooked on her feet with hands lopped off and pallor on her face i fixed my gaze on her and as the sun brings comfort to cold limbs which night-time chills even so my looking at her freed her tongue and afterward in but a little time completely straightened her and gave that hue to her discoloured face which love desires as soon as she had thus unloosed her speech she then began to sing in such a way that from her i could hardly take my gaze i am she sang the lovely siren she who in mid-ocean mariners bewitches so much i please whoever heareth me i turned ulysses from his wandering course to hear my song and who gets used to me seldom departs so holy i content him her mouth had not yet closed when lo a holy lady at my side appeared who ready was to put her to confusion oh virgil virgil who is this she cried in scornful tones whereat he then advanced with eyes set only on the modest one she seized the other opened her in front and rent her garments showing me her belly this woke me with the stench that issued from it i turned my eyes and my good teacher said i've called thee thrice at least arise and come we'll find the gate through which thou mayest ascend i rose and all the holy mountains rings were with the high day's light already filled as with the new sun back of us we moved while i was following him i held my head like one who having it bowed down by thought makes of himself a half arch of a bridge and then i heard 
Come on, the pass is here, uttered in such a gentle, kindly way as in this mortal land is never heard. With outspread wings, which seemed the wings of swan, he who thus spoke directed us on high tween the two side-walls of the granite rock. He moved his pinions then, and fanning us, affirmed that those who mourn are happy, since possessed of comfort shall their spirits be. What aileth thee that only on the ground thou gazest? said my guide, when past the angel both he and I had climbed a little way. And I. A recent dream, which to itself inclines me, makes me with such doubt advance that I cannot refrain from thought of it. Thou hast perceived, said he, that ancient witch, who henceforth o'er us is alone lamented, and seen how from her one is freed. Let that suffice thee, strike thy heels upon the ground, and turn thine eyes up toward the calling lure the eternal king whirls with the mighty wheels. As is the falcon, which at first looks down, then turns around when called, and spreads his wings, keen for the quarry which attracts him, such was I, and thus, as long as ere the rock was cleft to make a path for those that climb, I went along to where the circling starts. When out upon the fifth ring I had come, people therein I saw who shedding tears were lying wholly prone upon its bed. My soul hath cloven to the trodden ground, I heard them saying with such heavy sighs that what they said could hardly be made out. O oh, ye elect of God, whose sufferings here justice and hope are making less intense, direct us toward the steps that lead on high. If ye are come, exempt from lying down, and wish to find the path with greatest speed, let your right sides be always outward turned. Thus asked the poet and not far ahead thus was the answer given hence as he spoke i noticed where the other speaker hid and then i turned mine eyes unto my lord whereat he granted with a cheerful nod that which the looks of my desiring asked when i was free to act as i inclined i came and stood above the soul whose words had made me notice him at first and said spirit who by thy tears art ripening that without which one cannot return to god for my sake stay a while thy greater care say who thou wast why ye hold up your backs and whether thou wouldst have me get thee aught from there whence i a living man set forth and he to me why toward itself the sky is turning here our backs thou'lt know but first know thou that i once sat in peter's chair tween siestry 
and Chiaveri there descends a lovely mountain stream, and from its name my race's title takes its greatest boast. For one month, and a little more, I felt how much the mighty mantle weighs on him, and keeps it from the mire, for all loads else seem feathered. My conversion was, alas, delayed, but when Rome's shepherd I was made, I came to know how false the world's life was. I saw that in it hearts can find no rest, nor could one in it higher rise than I. The love of this life hence was kindled in me. Till that time I had been a wretched soul cut off from God and wholly given to greed. Now, as thou seest, I'm punished for it here. What avarice doth is here made manifest in this purgation of converted souls. Nor hath this mount a penalty more bitter. And as our eyes were never upward turned, because intently fixed on earthly things, so justice here hath turned them to the ground. As avarice quenched our love for all good things, until well-doing had completely ceased, so here doth justice hold us in restraint, bound fast and fettered in our hands and feet, and here we'll stay, stretched out and motionless, as long as it shall please the righteous Lord. I had knelt down and wished to speak, but just as I began, and he was made aware by listening only of my reverence, what cause said he hath bent thee downward thus and i to him because of your high rank my conscience troubled me for standing up straighten thy legs my brother he replied and rise and not with thee and with the rest a fellow-servant of one power am i if thou hast ever fully understood those holy gospel words they neither marry well canst thou see why i am speaking thus and now be gone and have thee stay no more for lingering here thou hinderest the tears wherewith i ripen that which thou hast said a niece i have up yonder called alagia good in herself so be it that a house by its example do not make her bad and she is all that's left to me up there Purgatorio twenty, Purgatory, the fifth ring, avarice and prodigality. Instances of liberality, and of greed. The earthquake. A will fights weakly against a stronger will. Hence, I myself displeasing, him to please, out of the water drew my sponge unfilled. I started, and along the space left clear, close to the rocky cliff my leader moved, as neath its battlements one hugs a wall. For those who through their eyes pour drop by drop the evil which pervadeth all the world approach too closely to the outer edge. Be thou accursed, thou ancient wolf, 
that prey far greater hast than have all other beasts by reason of thy hunger's endless depth o heaven through whose revolving some it seems believe that here below conditions change when will he come through whom this beast shall leave as on we went with slow and scanted steps and i was listening to the shades i heard weeping and uttering piteous lamentations by chance i heard in front of us a voice cry out sweet mary in the tearful tones wherewith a woman cries in childbirth's pangs and this was followed by as poor thou wast as by the hostelry may be perceived where thou didst lay thy sacred burden down next after this i heard o good fabricius with virtue thou didst poverty prefer to great possessions with iniquity so pleasing had these last words been to me that further on i moved that i might know the spirit from whose lips they seemed to come he now was speaking of the generous gift bestowed by nicholas upon the maids to guide their youth into an honoured path o oh, soul that speakest of such worthy deeds say who thou wast said i and why alone thou thus renewest this deserved praise thy words will not remain without reward if i return to end that life's short course which flieth onward towards its final term and he i'll tell it thee though not for help that i may look for yonder but because grace shines so brightly in thee ere thy death i was the root of that malignant plant whose shadow darkens all the christian land so that good fruit is seldom picked from it but if do i lille gent and bruges could vengeance would soon be wrought for this and i of him requested who is judge of all yonder my name was hugh capet from me have sprung the phillips and the louis who have in recent ages governed france a paris butcher's son i was when all the ancient kings had passed away save one a grey-robed monk tight in my hands i found the bridle of the kingdom's government with so much power of recent game and such a host of friends that to the widowed crown was raised the head of mine own son with whom the line of their anointed bones began as long as its great dowry of provence had not deprived my family of shame its worth was small but still it did no harm with that began its thefts by force and frauds for afterwards to make amends pontia it seized with normandy and gascony charles came to italy and there to make amends a victim made of conradin and then to make amends drave thomas back to heaven a time i see not very long from now which out of france will bring another charles to make both him and his the better known he issues thence alone and with no host 
but with the jousting lance of Judas. This he thrust so that he burst the paunch of Florence. As a result, not land, but sin and shame he'll win, of so much greater weight for him, the lighter he accounts such loss. I see the other Charles, once captured from his ship, his daughter sell, and haggle for the price, as corsairs do with slave girls not their own. What more, O avarice, canst thou do with us, since thou hast to thyself so drawn my race, that even for its own flesh it careth not? That future ills and past ones may seem less, I see Alanya by the lily entered, and in his vicar Christ a prisoner made. I see the latter mocked a second time. I see the vinegar and gore renewed, and him I see among living robbers killed. And this new pilot I behold so ruthless that, not content with this, he lawlessly into the temple bears his greedy sails. Oh, when, my lord, shall I rejoice to see the vengeance in thy secret counsel hid, which now avails to make thine anger sweet? What of the Holy Spirit's only bride, I said just now, and thereby made thee turn to me for explanation, serves as answer to all our prayers, as long as daylight lasts, but soon as night returns, instead of these, we utter words, which sound the opposite. We thereupon rehearse Pygmalion's story, and how of him his greedy lust for gold, a traitor made, a thief and parricide, and avaricious Midas' misery, which followed from his covetous request, and at which one will always have to laugh. Next foolish Acon every one recalls, who stole the plunder, so that even here the wrath of Joshua seems to bite him still. We then accuse Sapphira with her husband. We praise the kicks which Heliodorus got, while Polymnestor circles all the mount in infamy who Polydorus killed. And finally a cry is, Tell us, Crassus, for thou dost know it, what's the taste of gold? Aloud at times speaks one another low, as each one's feelings spur him on to speak, in stronger now, and now in weaker tones. Hence I, in speaking of the good which here is talked about by day, was not alone, but near us here none other spoke aloud. Already had we gone away from him, striving to make our way along the path, as fast as was allowed our powers, when I, like something falling, felt the mountain quake. Then such a chill took hold of me, as he is wont to have, who goeth to his death. Delos, indeed, shook not so terribly before Latona made therein her nest, in order to give birth to heaven two eyes. Then such a cry arose on every side, that close to me my teacher drew and said, Be not afraid while I am guiding thee. Glory to God, they all said, in the highest. As far as I could understand, 
from those nearby, where what was being shouted could be heard. Both motionless and in suspense we stood, as stood the shepherds who first heard that song, till when the trembling stopped, the shouting ceased. Thereafter we resumed our holy journey, watching the shades that lay upon the ground, returned already to their wounded plaint. No ignorance had ever with as great anxiety made me desire to know, unless in this my memory go astray, as that which, as I thought, I seemed to have. I neither dared to ask because of haste, nor could I see there anything myself. So on I went, timid and lost in thought. End of chapter 59